Welcome to the Making Jobs Podcast, where we talk about car repair, business ownership, and everything in between. I'm your host, Matt Hernandez, founder and owner of Matt's Mobile Mechanics. And I'm your co-host, Tyler Schultz, with Witness Security. So without further ado, let's get the show on the road. Welcome back, job makers, makers of jobs, and the likes. Um, there's a long break in between uh, in between postings. Our last post, our last podcast. <clears throat> That's kind of my fault. Yes, it was. So, um, what was it? Oh, uh, this past week has been kind of... But that wasn't the reason, though. Last week, you overslept. Yeah, last week, last week... Well, so actually, it's the last two weeks I've been kind of, kind of running, running at both ends of the candle there, <clears throat> and um, the. Uh, <laughs> but you've been sleeping in the afternoon though. No, nah. T- taking your nap. Well, right? some sometimes, like this this past week, I have not been able to because I have the. Were you able to hear my food? Yeah. Chewing in my mouth. Yeah. Well, not the food chewing in my the mouth, but my chew- mouth chewing in, <laughs> chewing the food inside my mouth. <laughs> what type of food are you eating? Uh, he's I got a, some special food. He's got it. chews itself. Chews itself. <laughs> <laughs> he's got food in there just chewing away. That's the future, folks. Self-chewing food. I mean, we're kind of, I mean, why not? My Jeep has automatic rain-sensing windshield wipers because, uh, you know, the whole Reaching up and turning the windshield wipers on is just too much. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things in life that, if you think about it, it's just yeah. too much. It is. We've gotten to, <laughs> I was at a job on Monday. This guy opens up a box, uh, the customer, he opens up this box, and he, he is, when it comes to electronics, he is the furthest furthest thing from uh, technology. To the point... <clears throat> He didn't understand that he could actually see the cameras that we hooked up to his TV. He didn't know he could see the cameras on his TV. Where did he think that the video feed went? To his phone, and only his phone. And he thought that because it was tied to his phone, that was the only way, and he thought he screwed it up. But whenever I grabbed his phone and I was able to have it on his phone, he goes, I haven't seen these cameras in a month how'd you do that <laughs> in his defense there are some cameras out there that don't have nvrs they're all cl- i mean the, the kind of the, the more commonplace in the market right now like in the retail market is drop cams and stuff so in his defense you know he might have thought that's kind of how it had set up but i wonder what he was thinking the nvr is that you guys had set in there it's like it's just a fancy server or something well, the, the funny thing is he actually said Whenever he and I went out there to do the sale, or when I when I went out to do the sales appointment at his house, he said he wanted to see it on his TV. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. It was hilarious. But yeah, some people. Whatever. Technology. My uh, to to. <laughs> so I have automatic rain sensing windshield wipers on my Jeep Commander, and then on the other end of that spectrum, on my CJ7, I don't even have windshield wipers. <laughs> I need to install those. <laughs> so, I was getting to the uh, the fact that he yeah. had this uh, speaker system that he was opening up whenever I was there, and 
It looks like mm. a, a like a Sonos speaker. It looked fancy. Yeah. And he goes, I don't even have a clue what this thing is. And so he's opening it up, and why'd he buy it? He well, he got it through his uh, internet service provider, and it said Altice something. I'm looking at it, and I googled it, and it's a basically a glorified Alexa hmm. that he's paying ten bucks a month for, and he can change his channels. Is that through Cox? I assume. No, it's through Suddenlink. Oh, Suddenlink. Aren't they uh aren't they a satellite and internet provider? No. They're not? No, they're uh they're actually fiber optic. Do they? They used to be a um satellite internet. I'm pretty positive. Because all of a sudden you'd have a link? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I recognize the name from uh, a list of like back when I lived in Virginia and the only uh, internet that we could get with satellite internet. So I was looking at a whole bunch of different companies, and I think Suddenlink was Suddenlink was one of them. In the satellite internet world, everything is garbage, though. <clears throat> Even the best satellite internet is terrible. Uh-huh. Until Elon Musk's um, old fancy internet. What's it called? Um, do you remember what it's called? What the heck is that thing called? Um, I don't know, hmm. but. Um, it's not available here in the Tulsa area. Oh, well, it's, uh, it's only, it's going to be available. Oh, it will be. Eventually everywhere. And then it will be my internet for certain. Even though I'm very happy with my present, um, uh, internet provider. Elon internet. Um, wow. Starlink. That's yes. what it's called. Yeah. Uh, funny thing is whenever I, I something to do so with space. Here's, here's interesting. <laughs> I googled Elon Internet, and the one, two, three, first three um, uh, results are ad, are sponsored ads, and it's Windstream, AT and T, and uh, Vive Broadband. Um, so you know, you know those people are paying a pretty penny mm-hmm. to get to get a result above <laughs> above Starlink, which is literally the only result that could come up from Elon Internet. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah. Well, it, the world that we are living in with technology is uh, things are getting fancier, and like I'm, I, I'm in this weird place where like I like new technology, but I also don't like to get too, like I, I don't, I don't like technology to get too far away from me, you know. Right. Uh, to get too too out of hand. And, and this is coming from a guy who uses, you know, uses his voice to turn on his light switch, or, you know, his lights and lock my door and, you know, all that all that fun jazz. So, I mean, I like I like smart home automation, but some of the stuff though, honestly, we're in this weird phase of technology and we always are like there's in, in certain sects of the uh um Technology and that's S E C T. I was getting ready to say something too. I was like, "That's not S E X." <laughs> yeah, I saw your face and I was like, "I should probably spell this." <laughs> um, <laughs> in certain um, certain uh, uh, categories of technology, when they're like a budding kind of category, there's always these internet or uh, uh, technology almost always is gimmicky at first, and then mm-hmm. it becomes useful. So, for instance, um, there's a lot of smart home products that are just kind of straight up gimmicks. 
and I can't see a real honest purpose or you know for them. You know, like <clears throat> I get a kick out of people that their their first reaction to Alexa or Siri or any of that is oh, I'm not an I'm not I don't want Big Brother always watching, always listening. Yeah, well, uh, pay attention. Eh, We're already there. Yeah, we we kind of already are, but sort of. Uh, here here's the deal: is like with check out your phone. It's got a camera. The Apple is probably of the of all of the tech companies it is probably the the best in regards of you know your privacy and your your information well, hence whenever trump tried uh, getting i think it was a password or something mm-hmm. to somebody's phone and the court system tried getting it and apple said apple's no. like nope <laughs> and like, so in that aspect i like a- apple because they're going to protect my yeah. passwords. But at the same time... Yeah, it's, it's a weird area. It's kind of... There's also a give and take with it, because I don't know if you ever use Apple Maps, but I don't. I use Google Maps, because Apple Maps is garbage. The, and the reason it's garbage is because it doesn't... It doesn't. I'm not out in as, as many rural areas as you <clears> are, though. Yeah, I guess. But even... I even, use it in town all the time. Even sometimes <laughs> in... Um, I mean, not so like not so rural areas. Like, let's say you know, a little ways outside of Broken Arrow or something like that. There, there'll right. be there'll be some addresses where Apple Maps will have absolutely no idea how to route you there. It cannot figure it out. But then Google Maps pulls it up no problem. The reason why Google Maps is so great is because it steals all of your data and it uses it all and it sells it all. I mean, Google Google is a billion dollar company, a multi billion dollar company. So it wouldn't surprise me. If when say your phone travels and you're using Google Maps, you're you're traveling and it so it tracks where you're at mm-hmm. and it goes oh yeah so there's a vehicle that can get there from uh, down that road yeah but then uh, I need to go somewhere so then I pull up Google Maps and I'm happen to go to the same address yeah and. Maybe my phone's never been down that road, yeah, or been down that area. Google, I think this is how it would work: is it would say, "Hey, yep, you can get down that way." Well, exactly, and and then there also there's some user reported feedback, but the reality is is that Google most of the time just takes the data that it's using because whenever you're using its service, it's tracking your location and it's recording that data and it's putting it into their. And now the reality is is a lot of times with Google and their information, uh, their information farming is it's not really nefarious. It's used to uh, do... Make things better. Really two things, yeah, to improve product and software, and then two, to make buttloads of money on targeted advertisements. Um, sure. <clears throat> and here's the... And, and there's I really no problem with it's a that. Given, it's a give and take to a degree, yeah, because like as long as they're utilizing my information in a way that's going to benefit me, then I'm I guess I'm kind of fine with that transaction. And I kind of, you know, obviously I am. I'm the one who's, you know, signing the terms of agreement and I continue to use their products because, you know, people complain about these targeted ads and stuff sometimes, but the reality is like, I'd rather have targeted ads than have ads pop up that have absolutely nothing to do, like something that doesn't interest me. If you're going to advertise to me, at least advertise to me something that would interest me. Target, targeted ads, um... I've had Yelp targeted towards Witness, 
in the last um on my facebook mm -hmm. um the last three days i have literally gone in and reported it as a scam because and yelp is a scam you as a business owner have to pay to get reviews through yelp and yeah. what's funny to me is the amount of people the bit amount of business owners that when they get targeted ads from Yelp on Facebook, that they will comment on the the ad and say, it's not free. It's, it's not this. Yeah. It's a scam. That's and how I Yelp feel. doesn't even do anything about it. That's how I feel about the Better Business Bureau and like oh, Angie's, and Angie's List as well. All of those. <clears throat> yeah. Now, Google, it's not a scam. They basically load your... Uh, wh whatever customer writes a review for you, they load it. Now, yeah, it's annoying whenever they won't take reviews down. Uh yes, they will. Oh well, it's I don't, I don't know. I'm a hundred percent. We had close to four hundred. Oh no, no, I'm talking about like if you report a review because like I just uh, last uh, last week I think I got a review. Um, let me see if I still have the email. Um, <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, they would, uh, yeah. Here we go. During most um, of the pandemic, they wouldn't load them. So I got a I got a review from uh, a lady uh, who I have never heard of her name, and uh, and I got a one star review. Do you want to hear what her review was? Sure. Never been there. Never came. So I I don't know what that means. Like, does that mean that she? She's never been to my business, or we never came out. But I, like, I don't have any record of her ever even scheduling an appointment or anything. And Google won't take that down. No, I've got, I have, I have quite a few reviews of people who were never, never customers that leave me that leave me negative reviews. I just reply to them, and I you can report them, but all you can, the only thing you can report on is if it violates um, their. Um, their their community guidelines, which is like if there is profanity or threats or anything like that in there, but they can't, they won't. They, there is no there is no method to 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 report an erroneous um, review or 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 a fraudulent review. Like like I would get it if 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 you tried to you know have Google take down a bad review from a customer that had come there because then that does that that would then you'd have businesses that would be you know doxing their reviews all the time and saying look and then it then it would uh, deface it would devalue the integrity of the review system. However, if if you could launch like a, a complaint and say look this person has never been a customer of ours. And then, then they launch a little investigation, or you know, they they then the the person who left the re review can dispute that claim, and prove that they were a, a customer, or they don't prove it, then they take it down or something like it. Just if there was a method of being able to do that, I don't know if that one ever even, <clears throat> not even a hundred percent certain I've had a chance to respond to that yet. But I'm going to reply to it and say the same thing that I say. On, I think I have no less than no less than five reviews similar to that where people who have never been customers of mine that have no idea who the heck they are that just left a one star review. Um, <clears throat> so, I actually had I had one person who left a review. It was like a two star 
or a three-star, one of those two. Mm-hmm. And the review is like, great service. They came out lickety-split and paid, you know, like basically like the, 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 the comment in the review was saying how great we were. But then they left like a two-star, and I'm like, do they not understand how the stars work? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I don't. Uh, when, when it comes to reviews, I don't know how. <coughs> But when we had close to 400 reviews, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, overnight, we just started seeing them um, disappear. Yeah, I think... I and think uh, I think it was a competitor. Somehow, they had figured out how. Cause at the, and the reason I say competitor, they had figured out what we were doing. And then all of a sudden, they started doing the exact same thing with uh, having multiple oh, review locations. Yeah, with your... Uh, P.O. Box situation. Yeah. And then, and they ha- actually have multiple addresses. Yeah. Um, they've got one in the plaza over here. They've well, got... you guys have multiple addresses. They're actual addresses. They're right. Just... And that's what we were doing as well. Yeah. Uh, they have one right over here in this plaza. They've got one at Cityplex Towers. They're br- big and green. Oh, I know which, yeah. Uh, because you, just because <laughs> you said over here in the plaza, I know which, I know which competitor it is. Um. And then they've got one at Sixty uh, First and Sheridan now, <coughs> and that that one's actually a storefront. They turned a uh-huh. gas station into a uh, actually it was a gas station turned to an enterprise turned to now Big Green. Hmm. Um, but anyways, they I'm I'm a hundred percent positive that they somehow figured out how to flag our reviews. You bet. Uh, all how? of a sudden, they just started disappearing. I don't think it could have been a competitor flagging them. And the reason I think this is because I have flagged reviews um, on mine. And unless they unless they violate community guidelines, uh, man, you just filled that one <laughs> right up to the brim. <laughs> Here we go. <coughs> <coughs> yeah, sorry about that, folks. I... I, I I tried to get to the mic as, or the volume as quick as possible to get rid of his uh, very loud cough, but I was in the middle of a balancing act uh, because Tyler filled up my coffee cup like to the brim, and I'm I've got a I've got a re- I was trying to relocate it from <laughs> where I had set it down closer to the coffee pot to over towards me, which meant. Uh, Car- like going over the going top over his. the top of all of the electronics <laughs> and my of, very expensive iPad. I, I might have filled it up to the brim on purpose, though. Hmm. And it's lava hot. <clears throat> that was fun. <laughs> yeah. So no, the reason I think that they couldn't, um, because because Google will not remove them unless they unless they violate their community guidelines meaning that there's hate speech or you know profanity or threats or something in there I don't think that just flagging them gets them removed well so a year a year and a half a year ago year and a half ago there was a button that I found and <clears throat> I was considering taking out uh, the the competitor that I'm pretty positive was doing it. It stopped, all of a sudden stopped. Hmm. And so I don't know for a fact, uh, like concrete evidence. It could also be just at some point or another old reviews. Don't they just drop mine? Off? Has mine has never fallen off. 
Yeah, that's true. I don't think I've lost a single review. On my, well, actually, I take it back. I've had some bad reviews go away. And I don't know where that came from. And the only thing I could think of is that um, uh, Google will... Um, Google will also remove reviews if they look suspicious, like uh, like they've come from the same IP address within a short period of time, and uh, so it'll remove like uh, basically it prevents people from just creating a whole bunch of profiles and then going through and leaving reviews on on a business to either pump it up or you know take it down or something. Um, <clears throat> so uh... and I know this from. Because so I've reviewed Witness, mm-hmm. and uh, I've also I'm, done so with more than one profile. Because I have a lot of Google accounts, and um, and uh, some of them one one time the when I first did it, I realized that one of them dropped off because I'm pretty sure it realized those from the same IP address. So you can get around that, by the way, if you just run a VPN and then right. <clears throat> then it has no idea. Um, or switch devices to something else off of a different internet server, and you know, so it's it is doable to kind of game the system in that sense. And I think that's where some of my reviews that I had that dropped off they were they weren't good reviews though. So that meant someone used two different profiles to leave me bad reviews. And mm-hmm. funny enough, that those two reviews that came in, I was like, who on earth are these people? I've never done business with them. And that what they're saying is like it was all it was like super vague. It's like bad service, waste of time. And then another one was like they never showed up. And I'm like, I don't, we don't. Like looking at the, like the time frame, like we haven't missed a single appointment or like not made it to an appointment on time in like months. So who and are the these thing, people? The thing is with those reviews, it makes you as a business owner just really deep dive into. <clears throat> What did we? What could we have screwed up? What did we screw up? Yeah. And then you're like, no, I didn't. Yeah. But those reviews, I mean, because those reviews are so important. But at this point, <clears throat> the way Witness is running, I'll take those four-star reviews. Yeah. I mean, I'll take I've... the five stars. I'd prefer not to get any one stars. Yeah. But at, at this point, e- even the this one is... stars, we get a one star here and there. That's all right. This is what I found, and I found that the that um, Google's search algorithm does take into account the number of reviews you get, regardless if they're good or bad. Hundred um, percent. And then, to me as a consumer, and this is just anecdotal evidence, but to me as a consumer, when I look at a company or a product and I see it has nothing but five star reviews, I get suspicious and think, well, you know. How many of these employees have got on here? And because if I see a business that has nothing but five star reviews and it has a hundred reviews, I'm thinking, or, or even if it has, especially if it has less, let's say it only has twenty reviews and it has nothing but five star. I'm like, well, <clears throat> that's all friends and family. Like I can't. Mm-hmm. But if I see a business that has a couple of bad reviews, and then the owners responded. And said and explained the situation. Then I'm like, okay, there's some legitimacy to the so, the review rating that they have. That that's true. Um, when it comes to the owner responding to the bad ones, but according to my business coach, Dad was responding to the bad <clears throat> ones there for a little bit. Yeah. And Claire, business coach, he said, take those responses down 
because it just looks like you're no no yeah you're whining so that's it that's exactly it so this is what you don't do uh and here is a i guess this is the business tip of the day i wish i had some uh, music that i could play for our <laughs> for uh, our, our newly coined segment business tip of the day do 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 okay um let I me was go thinking more along the lines of down and that down and that yeah <laughs> <laughs> let me find my i gotta find my uh my stinking, uh, where on earth is my Google Maps app? You see, or here is my Google My Business app. All right, I'm just going to search it. Because um, <clears throat> um, Google My Business. There we go. Where Where is this located at? Oh, no, I don't want to create a new business. No, what is happening here? I just need to find the app. Where is the app at? Yeah, Keith and I... Oh, I should turn your mic back on if you're going to try to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Keith and I, whenever... Uh, Keith has always been the only one that's ever really responded. But uh, Let me give an example. So I don't want to create a new business. Uh, yes, I'm sure I don't want to create a new business. I want to just... How on earth do I get into my... Oh, you know what? I know what it is. Um, so this is the problem with having several Google uh, profiles, is I couldn't remember which one on earth I made um, my Google Maps on. Okay, let's take a look-see over here. Matt's a mobile mechanics. Um, okay, profile. Make sure this is the right location. Uh, yes, it is. <clears throat> okay. So let me uh, find a... I gotta find a bad review first. I might have to dig a little deep, but I know I have some that I've um, replied to. Um, where on earth? Oh, here we go. <clears throat> so here is a good example of a... Uh, a response you basically what you don't want to do is you don't want to argue or you don't want to like you know tell people that they're wrong and so here's a good you know um, here's a good way to word a response on a negative review especially in the particular this particular instance I have a guy whose name I've never seen before um, who is not in my customer database I tried searching left and right I tried using his last name to see if maybe he you know it was a, a family member of someone and they're using a different profile I looked it up just under the first name I have no one who matches this in my and we put every customer who does business with us in a customer database that has their profile with their phone number their email address so that way we can contact them so it's a one-star review no text doesn't say anything and so this is my response. I said, I apologize if you had a negative experience with us. However, I do not show any records that you have done any business with us. If you could please message us or email us at service.matsmobilemechanics at gmail.com with your concerns, I would happily do my best to address any issues you have had with us. That's how you respond to it. Uh, especially if it's a case where they've never, you don't have a record of them ever, you know, Doing it, and then, and then if there is a bad review from something, then you basically use that same response, except don't you know, just don't mention the fact of not having any record. You basically say, "I'm sorry, you've had, we've had a bad experience with us. Here's our email address. Contact us, and we'll make this right." Now, 
the 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 tactic behind that um, and the reason why it's uh, it's it's a good method to use is one um, you can uh, it will basically it'll basically move that conversation off of a public forum if they're if they're then going to contact you directly through email or calling you and then that way that there's not any there's there's you don't have any sort of argument going on there and then two um you know it looks from the public public's perspective it looks like hey you know they had a bad experience but the but the owner stepped in and is saying hey i'm I'm here to make this right and fix this um and that's what um i have another one yeah, so let me let me count how many of these I have. That let's see, there's one, um, two. That one I think just mixed us up. Three, four, um. So I have four bad reviews, four one-star reviews from people that I've never done work with. Three of those four. Uh, for those of you following along at home, 75% of them didn't even put a text in there. One guy, I know what the deal was. Um, a, this particular person said, they put in my power steering pump. Then uh, when they did, they left out an O-ring on the high pressure line. This caused um, the pump to break. When I called to ask about a partial refund, they accused me of being on meth and, I ins- and insisted I take a drug test. I have a master's degree. Drug addicts do not usually have an education. Do not use them if they mess up. You will never get reimbursed. Have never been so insulted and angry in my life. Here's the deal. Uh, we, they never, uh, we've never had this conversation. I don't know who he thinks he's reviewing, but it wasn't us. And, uh, and I explained that. I love those ones. I, I was like, I think uh, my response was, I'm sorry, but we have no record of you doing business with us. I think you may have us confused with another company. If you'd like to contact us, I put my phone number in there. We would like to help you out and correct any problems you may have with us. He never contacted us. And here's the deal is if he did call us, um, you know who answers? My receptionist. Do, do you think it's anywhere in her character of ever saying that someone was on meth? <clears throat> no, specifically not her. No, definitely not her. Um, they, they accused me of being on, that also, that wouldn't even be like her call, uh, to decide if there was a partial refund or anything. It would be me. And I definitely don't have any recollection of talking to anybody about it. And we also, the time that he left this, like we hadn't, we didn't do it. We hadn't done a power steering pump on anyone's vehicle like that entire month. So I was like, what on earth is going on here? Now here I do I do have a slight issue in my particular like specifically with 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 my business and that is um I'm not the only Matt's mobile mechanic like I'm the only Matt's mobile mechanics and I started my business before this other character did and this other character has a business called Matt's Mobile Mechanic Service and I think and and this has happened in the past we have gotten angry phone calls from people that we like clearly the scenario made no sense someone called one time is like listen you either need to get me give, give me back my engine or give me back my money this is too this is ridiculous and i'm like whoa, 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 whoa hang on a second i'm like hey um i think you might have me confused with someone else because i have no one's engine and i certainly like i haven't done an engine job in a, in a few months like i don't i don't have anyone's engine and i don't have anyone's money from an engine job that's <laughs> incomplete mm-hmm. I'm like, I think you've got us confused with someone else. I'm like, is there, it's like, can you describe the mechanic? And like the way that he described the mechanic, I'm like, yeah, I don't have anyone that works for me that fits that description. And I was like, 
was like, I was like, there is a Matt's Mobile Mechanics service that is not my company, Matt's Mobile Mechanics. I started this before he did. That's why he came up with a clunky name because I already took the name. Um, so I think, I think it might be him. And then the guy's like, uh, the guy like he was like, oh man, yeah. He's like, I apologize because he called. He was he was screaming and cussing, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, man, I don't know what you're talking about. So I think, it, and I so from judging by the response and the uh, that what the 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 EA reviews that I get and the and B the phone calls on occasion that I get and text messages that I get, I'm assuming that other Matt Matt's mobile mechanic service is probably not a very uh, trustworthy shop because I do get like I get a ton of angry people well I say a ton over the years I've probably got you know around a dozen different in- interactions with people who have confused me for and there's nothing I can do about it too besides right. maybe potentially trying to somehow get a cease and desist and tell him he needs to change his name I was gonna say uh <clears throat> you need to trademark your name and then um you'll yeah. have a you'd have a court case um and or a lawsuit that you could file and be like and make him change his is. name because he because it is it is kind of being a thorn in my side at this point because i honestly the first couple of years i was like you know what judging by the responses i'm getting from his customers he's not going to be in business long and i'm not gonna have to worry about it but he's still chugging right along here's the thing is the reason why i get phone calls from his customers is because if he ticks off enough people, he changes his phone number. And I've looked at, I've, I've seen on his Google Maps, like he, he has changed his phone number a handful of times throughout the years. <laughs> and so they can't get a hold of him. So then they find my thing, they see my number and they think, ah, this guy has just changed his logo or something like that. And then they call me and I'm like, I am not that person. So, so it uh, is, it is becoming a thorn in my side because I was really expecting him just not to be there anymore. This is, uh, this is one they they wrote a uh, one star review. Product is always re- failing. This is for uh, Big Green. Even when in a contract, you are required to pay for technician to repair system. Numerous false alarms. Two a.m. when they don't even call to check the situation, or maybe this is due to the faulty cell system installed. Yada yada yada. It keeps going on. Paragraph. Uh-huh. I mean, like a paragraph and a half. So, Big Green responds. Thank you for providing your feedback and letting us know about this issue, Jason. We set a high standard for ourselves and are truly sorry to hear that standard was not met in your interaction with us. Right out the gate, we set a high standard for ourselves. All they're doing at that point, in my opinion, and it seems like all the bad reviews, this is this is just a copy and paste. Well, that's actually a really good, I mean, that's like, that's a good textbook, how an owner should reply to a bad review on Google Maps. It is, but the, we set a high standard for ourselves and are truly sorry to hear that. Yeah. Even at that point still sounds like a little bit of a whine. Eh. With, with our reviews, I just told dad, bad reviews and Clay, our business coach as well, bad reviews don't call and apologize or text in the apology. Um, just we'll uh, we'll try and reach out and get this situation handled. I think uh, I, I think a good I think it I think you sh- ought to reply to bad reviews, but it should be somewhere in the neighborhood of what I said. You know what I say is you know sorry you had a bad experience with us. Don't don't 
that's the thing is, uh, the only thing that I could maybe fault Guardian, uh, I mean, um, <clears throat> Big Green. Big Green. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's the, like, the only one that has a, a green logo. So, <laughs> um, the only thing I could probably fault them for is maybe saying we set a high standard for ourselves and it kind of, maybe it does kind of uh, shift the narrative to make it look, kind of act like, hey, there's no, you know, we, we're we going to try, you know, I think what they're getting at and I think the sentiment that they're trying to convey is that that they uh, that they like they they want to do better and they're going to take that feedback into consideration and fix whatever problem that they have with the customer. Now, whether or not they actually follow through with that, it doesn't matter because what's going to ha- what happens is customers look at that and they see, hey, these people paid attention and they replied. The conversation, if you notice, doesn't go on any further from there. Now, that customer may have since left them or may have, you know, they may have never been contacted by Guardian or they may have tried to attempt to contact Guardian to resolve the issue and they blew them off. It doesn't matter because on Google Maps, it looks like, you know, because there's no further response beyond that, that uh, it looks like the issue is resolved um, and the customer just never came back and updated their review. Which is what I see whenever I look at Google Maps and I see an owner respond, I think, well, you know, there's a chance, there's a good chance that they fix the issue and the customer just never came. It's, it's like pulling teeth just to get people to leave a review in the first place. Oh, yeah. Now, now see Thing if it, they'll go back and review it, you know, and getting, then change it. Getting someone to write a good review for you is hard. Getting someone to write a bad review for you is super easy. Mm-hmm. Because... Yeah. I, I, you know, all of the, every single, ba- or well, all but one of the bad reviews that I have, cust- customers that aren't even mine. They're not my customers. I have one person that was a customer of mine, and that particular issue, it was, it did, had nothing to do with us. It wasn't our fault. It was a faulty part, and I addressed that in my reply, but I didn't do it in a combative way. I just said, look, hey, I'd like to, I'd like to resolve this issue with you. Here's the deal, that particular bad review that I got from that customer that actually was a customer of mine, he tried to sue me, um, <clears throat> and it didn't work. So, you know, even the, even his lawyers agreed that it wasn't, it had nothing to do had with no me. no case. Yeah, they didn't have a case. Because, well, he, he didn't try to sue me. He didn't actually, what he did was he sent me one of those scary letters that come from an attorney that have, you know, the letterhead of an attorney and threatens to and says, "Hey, look, if you don't give us this much money, then we're going to take this to court." And so I said, "Good, let's see if this goes to court." <laughs> and uh, I never got any other response from him beyond that. Um, but that was a, that was just a that was just a, a guy who you know he was he was a difficult to work with customer for one, and then secondly, the uh, particular instance he 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 insisted that we use a particular part that I told him would have a high probability of not working and it could potentially damage his engine. Um, and he's the one who supplied the part, not me. And this is, this is actually when my, I had the policy in place that we only, we're the only ones who supply parts, but I used to make exceptions to that rule. And since then I never make exceptions to that rule because of, because of situations like that. Um, but yeah, it is difficult to get um, uh, these good reviews, but the funny, funny enough, the bad reviews that I have, 99% of them are not even from my customers. I don't even know who they are. 
and and they're, 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 which I could solve. I honestly, maybe that's not a bad move. I go, I just, I trademark my name. I go and trademark variations of my name, and then send him a cease and desist, and he has to change his name because I'm, I'm well, tired of dealing with, I'm tired of dealing with his angry customers. So if you look at his reviews, his I mean, reviews aren't all that great. You do that <laughs> when the timer, and this is one one of the reasons as well. When you trademark your your name, you make yourself much more valuable when it comes to uh, selling. Yeah. And so, once, uh, and this is our segue into uh, AMC, AMC and GameStop, if we want to talk about it. We could. But, um, That's but, funny. I can't even find his. Uh... But we, uh, if you get yourself trademarked, then when AMC and GameStop go off, then uh, you can sell and so make guess, yourself much more valuable. Guess what? Um, uh, before we before we move on, uh, that particular shop that Matt's Mobile Mechanic Service, um, he's it's, gone. He's not on. Again? He's not on Google Maps. He and he's done this before, where he disappears off of Google Maps, and that's why I get. That's why I get because so, because people try and search for him and they can't find him because he pulls his Google Maps listing and well, then it shows up as mine. It may not be that he's pulled <clears throat> it. It may be that Google has pulled it because yeah. he's not gotten a certain amount of reviews. Um, see, if you're not getting, um, uh, a specific amount of, uh, uh, your, your reviews not staying, um, so it's, I don't know how often do you get a review, but if your reviews aren't getting one every six months, if that's how often you normally get one, if you're not like with us, we get one about every two to three, sometimes every four weeks. If that changes to where it's like every one you get one every six yeah. months then google says eh, that that company's probably not in business hmm. so their algorithm will um put you on a watch list and then yeah if it stays um to where you don't get one for uh seven or eight months then they'll drop that listing well, if Google Maps would just leave that listing up there, he'd still he'd get plenty enough reviews because they're <laughs> some of them are coming my way. I don't want them. <laughs> Give them back to him. <laughs> well, the the good thing is when it comes to reviews, I think that's why I, think I would never want to contact or do it to Titan, uh, one of our competitors, or Big Green. Um, and I say one company because they don't have the money to uh, come after me. Uh, yeah. The other one does, um, but. If I were to be upset enough to where I'd want to write a review and try and uh, slam them, all I'm doing is giving them a review. I don't want them to have any more reviews than they already got. So I think, um, oh, hang on. That's never going to be a wise move is why I'm bringing is that this up. guy the Tulsa guy? Let's see where he's located at. So I think I think what it is is I think he is um, he is uh, definitely pulling he's pulled his Google Map um, on more than one. Okay, now that's Texas. Unless he moved, maybe he moved. Thank goodness if he did. Um, yeah, because because on occasion he has disappeared. Um, he changes his phone number. Uh, pulls his Google Map uh, location, and then in the Google Map location pops back up again um, because he gets too many bad reviews, and then he pulls it, and then he'll um, pop back up again 
like a little while later. And there, it seems like there's times where like I'll go a year without an interaction from one of his angry customers. And then maybe that's what he's doing. He's bouncing back and forth between <clears throat> here and Texas. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, but I know that I know this that it it is it is mildly frustrating. And I've seen this tactic done by usually um if you it's a good indication that a company is not a great company if their phone number has changed more than once. Uh you know, it it would make sense it'd be one thing if someone changes their phone number because, you know, they Our need company it. number has stayed the same Mine since has yeah. Beginning of time. Mine has too. And to be honest with you, like, um, if for some reason I needed to change, you know, service providers of some kind, like, I'd pay, you know, an, a, a large amount of money to keep my phone number. Um, because if, if I had to for some reason. But I actually own that phone number, so <clears throat> um, they can't, no one can take it from me. Um, <clears throat> at least I don't think they can. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah, so it looks like the, the, he used to have a Facebook page too, and that's gone now. So except for there's one of you know someone in Fort Worth, Texas, and that that may be the guy. I don't know, but I do know that uh, um, he's been he's been making life mildly difficult <laughs> on me because people who who I have no have never had an interaction with, um, you know pop up and, and give me these bad reviews. And honestly, it is the best way to deal with it. If it's a customer, if it's never been a customer of yours, indicate in your reply that you don't show any records of them ever having done business with you and then give them a method of contact and ask them to contact you so that way you can help them with any issues that they may have and apologize for, uh, you know, any inconvenience that they may have. Just give a, you know, a good corporate response like that. And it looks good on Google, um, better than, I think, honestly, better than ignoring it and certainly better than arguing with them. You never want to argue with them. You never want to come back and say, hey, you're, you're not even one of my customers. Get out of here, you stupid, stupid, um, you know, secondhand electric donkey bottom biter. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to be giving them, giving them any of that. Uh, don't give them any guff, basically. So, um, so you're segueing into AMC and GameStop is what you were saying? Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Yeah. I mean, there's not, there's really not much to honestly talk about this this week. Not really, but um, one of my guys, he uh, now that uh, I got him into AMC and GameStop, he's uh, he's a, he, last night. Okay, he was a little nervous because he found a website that's a news organization that they were dogging on AMC, saying that it's gonna fall. And it was Market Watch. Oh, Market and Watch. I said, the, oh, they're bought and paid for. Yeah. They're bought and paid for by the hedge funds. And he goes, what? I said, yeah. He, did, you, did you mention to him how they uh, how one of the days back uh, back in March on the, um, on the March run-up, uh, I think it was March 9th, uh, that Market Watch uh, managed to... Um, that uh, they that they managed to release an article saying GameStop falls fifty percent in twenty minutes before it fell. I did not, because uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that existed. I saw it with my own eyes when it was happening because I I saw it. Someone posted that article, and I was like, "Huh?" So I go to the article, and I'm like, "What do you? What? Do you, like, did I miss something? I didn't see it. I didn't see it drop, and then it dropped, and I'm like, what? They predicted the future, <clears throat> and then, or and then they when knew it was and then happen. when social media called them out on it, 
someone went back and changed the um, the published date on that article, the time. They they bumped it forward to after the fact. So what it is is they took it down and put it back up. No, well they didn't. They probably just went in and changed the published date. I mean, it's their own website. They could do whatever, and yeah. and so they changed the published time. Um, <clears throat> so then whenever people talked about it afterwards, people look at it and say, no, that, no, it was published after the fact. I'm like, no, I, I saw it in real time. It wasn't, it wasn't like someone screenshotted and edited the publish, uh, the published time on it. So I saw it with my own eyes, the article before the flash crash back in March. So he, um, <clears throat> one of my guys, he, uh, sent me an article saying that, uh, there's, a due diligence on AMC stock um, right now. Where did it go? Texts back. Um, says, evidence here suggests the amount of phantom shares or synthetic shares may be approximately 400 million shares. So there could be 400 million fake shares plus the, the true... Of AMC? Yeah. Which AMC has a butt ton of shares, anyways. Do you, yeah. do, what is their float, anyways? I want to say it's five hundred million shares. Okay. Um, which there's probably a lot more than even the four hundred million. Maybe, probably. Um, it's a good chance. I mean, if GameStop is and AMC's cheaper cost wise, mm-hmm. uh, I've got a hundred nine of those shares. Yeah. Um, you had sixty. I did. And you punked out. I didn't punk out. You did too. I did not. I secured my I secured my gains plus profits so that way you so didn't that, ride it. So that way I can I can fuel the GameStop rocket. That's what but I'm. But you you haven't fueled it yet. No, I haven't fueled it yet. But it's there. You'd only get like what two? It's or three. Ba- no, four. four. Um, at current price, I'd be able to get nearly ten. Hmm. Are you waiting for it to go under uh, two hundred? No, I mean, I don't know. Uh, this the thing is, basically, he, here's what that, that play was. That play was two things. One, I secured gains uh, and, and my initial investment back, so that means that the 10 shares remaining of AMC, all house is money. I can just let it ride, and I don't care what happens to AMC. I don't care if it drops down to $2 a share tomorrow. I'll be perfectly fine because I made my money off of it. I can just hold those shares forever till kingdom come. Is that the uh, true statement there? <clears throat> all houses money yeah i mean that, that, that's how you say it it's the you know it's the it's the house's money okay it, all all of the money all that i haven't yeah house's money. yeah it's all house okay. it's not my money my <laughs> money is not in amc anymore it's you know i made back my initial investment I, I plus didn't, some i didn't hear the uh the um the tense there it was yeah yeah it's, it's all, all house's money I'm yeah going, all house no it, it is money? all the house's money so is the money is the house made out of money? Yeah, it's a money house. <laughs> so so this so so not only that, but I've secured some gains on that, which kind of offsets how much I have total into the market and, and as well as GameStop. So you know any losses that I see occurring on the GameStop side of things, they don't hurt as bad because I made I made enough money off of it, and it also gets to sit there in my brokerage account as a backup, you know, to to fuel. Uh, to, to fuel the, uh, the rocket. So, um, <clears throat> so that, that was the, the purpose of that. I still retain shares in AMC. However, I don't have, um, it's not, it's not my, 
like I'm, I don't have really any skin in the game anymore, so I can sit there and just watch it do whatever whatever it does. It could either go up to do what it do. yeah, it could do whatever it do. Um, and now, now with GameStop, I wouldn't want to do that. I wouldn't want to sell um, enough shares to cover my initial investment, uh, especially not too early. There, there may be, there may be a possibility, and I'm not going to rule this out, that if I saw the stock price make it to ten thousand dollars, that I wouldn't not consider the idea of selling one of them. To then be in the same, to be then be in the same Zen state that I am now, where I could say, look, I made all of my money back plus some, like I made three hundred percent returns. Then my remaining shares can just sit there and see what happens. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I'm not gonna say that. Uh, once I hit, I don't. I don't recommend it. Once I hit um, ten thousand a share for one GameStop share, I mean, I, I'd be, I'd be willing to sell one just so that I can uh, pull my so, cash out of that one. Yeah, and you can sit back and say, you know what, it's all, it's all like no matter what happens, up or down, I'm winning. Or, or if if AMC goes to ten thousand a share, well, yeah. I'll pull one out, and then then just ride. Yeah, but I'm not. I don't really want to sell all of my shares yet. Yeah, no, um, I don't either. Because well, I mean, I'm talking about my AMC shares. Oh, um, yeah. Because the articles between Trace Trades and there's another <coughs> uh, YouTube guy that's saying uh, there was a guy that did a interview with a hedge fund guy mm -hmm. that's not part of the AMC and GameStop yeah. uh, fight. I think I sent it to you. Uh, where he said it very well easily could go to 100 million a share, or 100 million, 100,000 a share on yeah. AMC. Yeah. So it goes to that. Dude, I'm sitting. I'm sitting nice and pretty. Yeah, I mean, so, so would I be. You'd be sitting way nicer and way prettier than me. I mean... <clears throat> I am prettier than you. Well, you're not nicer. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so the uh, the um, yeah, no, I, I could, uh, which you and know, I, I have a deeper voice than you too. Which I would be, I, I wouldn't. The thing is, is <coughs> with AMC, I'm not as um, like I I believe here. There's two. There's two different things. So the thing is with GameStop is that on fundamentals alone, I know the company should trade for more than what it is. Mm -hmm. So that's what makes me that was that's what makes me so much more solidified and confident in that in those shares. AMC, on the other hand, um, it wouldn't surprise me if it trades on fundamentals at thirty bucks a share. I wouldn't like that. To me, wouldn't seem out, outlandish. Now, it also wouldn't surprise me if it trades at 70 or 80 a share, depending upon how things go with their theater acquisitions and things like that. I just don't trust in them as much as I trust in the GameStop executives and board because it feels like... Tell you what, though. The CEO, Adam Aaron, mm -hmm. that guy is too cocky. I, I don't trust him. I don't either. I, I don't trust him one bit. I wish he would follow uh, Cohen's uh, thought process a little closer <clears throat> Mm -hmm. uh, and use this to their advantage. Yeah, and they kind of are. I'm not saying kind that they of. aren't, because they have they have managed to they have managed to 
free up some free up some capital to pay. Um, basically, what they're able to do is they were able to pay a bunch of back rent owed, and you know, and they're they're able to negotiate right. that, and, and and so they are able to kind of reduce some of their debts that they have you know but they to haven't them. they haven't taken advantage of it as strong as they could no they have especially being the fact that they've very i think they've raised more capital than cohen they have and gamestop has they and have. so they definitely 1.2 billion that they raised? That's, that's the number i was thinking yeah too. i think it's 1.2 billion so they definitely have the ability to do the same thing that GameStop is, and they're not fighting for us I, as retail investors. Yeah, I don't like that's that's my thing. Is like I still think that they're. I think that at this point, AMC is destined to succeed um, oh, as yeah. a company. They're they're not in danger of bankruptcy anymore, and they're not in danger of folding. Um, now, I think that they mm-hmm. will have a good foothold in the market. They can potentially expand and make more money. I think there's a lot of things. Um, however, with GameStop. To me, um, I see as a value investor. I see long-term value in it, regardless of where the squeeze takes us. I think that the company is poised to be making a ton of money and going through a massive transformation that'll make them worth so much more. Do you know it's more frustrating than anything? I was just having a conversation um, a couple of days ago with a friend of mine. He's, he still lives out in Virginia. And, hey, that's interesting. This is a new watch, apparently. Um, <laughs> I still had the plastic film on the back of it. That's been there for days. I got this watch last week. Um, <laughs> no, the, um, uh, he, he was, he was a, a buddy of mine that was in the Marine Corps with me. And he, and he, what's frustrating is, like, he thinks that it is overshorted and that there will be a squeeze, but he's too, he's too pansy to pull the trigger himself and get involved in it. Um but then on top of that, um, <clears throat> he also he he also doesn't um, he 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 regurgitates the same mainstream media bullcrap that's that that indicates that it's a it's not it's a, it's a failing brick and mortar company, and he doesn't think that. And I'm like, well, but I but then I then I what's really annoying is whenever I point out all of the evidence to him that it's a company that's changing, like him and like many other people, they're like, they, they've got it in their head that it's not under, it's not undergoing a transformation. I'm like, well, what do you, what do you make of, what do you make of the, you know, entirely refreshed executives, uh, that, that all of the executives are all e-commerce people, people with, uh, people with backgrounds from the likes of Amazon. In fact, the CEO and CFO are former Amazon executives. So what do you make of that? And he's like, oh, well, I think they're making efforts to change. Like, they will. They're going to execute this transformation easily. They have the cash to do it. They have the cash to do it and fumble around along the way. They don't even necessarily have to execute it perfectly, and they'll still manage to be fine because they've got a billion dollars in their pocket. Um, and he's like, well, you know, the, uh, you know, it's still like, no one's going to buy games, uh, from GameStop anymore. And they're, you know, I'm like, yeah, but it's all e- it's going to be e-commerce. It's going to, it's going to rival Amazon. He's like, what? You can't rival Amazon. Well, what are you talking about? Like, maybe not as a whole, like I'm not expecting GameStop to start selling, um, y- you know, uh, shoes, but on the other hand, 
like they could t- they could dominate the that section in the market of games on e-commerce um just like Ryan Cohen did with Chewy um Ryan Cohen and I explained I was like Ryan Cohen the board of directors they're the chairman of the board um of of directors is you know is the one who founded Chewy and then and then competed well with Amazon in the online pet products uh, uh, world. In fact, he sold more pet products through Chewy than Amazon did. Um, and it's, it's the, the uh, what is, oh, stand, stand, stand by here. One second, just one second. Hey, sorry about that sudden word from our sponsors without really um, working into it. <laughs> I stopped the I said stop recording because I saw Tyler looks at the camera and then takes off out out one of the doors like urgently, right? And so I look over at the camera and I see that in the camera his truck door is open and Tyler is not yet out of the building. And so I was like, <laughs> I was like, all right, who's breaking into Tyler's truck? <laughs> And it's just, it, he just, he was, he was overly urgent for just about no reason. <laughs> um, but, you know, as I was saying before the break, um, you know, have, having a conversation with someone who just regurgitate, regurgitates this mainstream media nonsense. And then whenever you present them with evidence and, and facts, like saying, look, look, you know, what about, what do you think about the fact that the chairman of the board is Ryan Cohen, who's a, a huge shareholder in the company now. And he's like, oh, well, you know, he's. He, you know, he. I think he's. I think he's a great guy, but he's. Uh, he's not gonna. W- what makes you think he's gonna transform the company? I'm like, he founded Chewy. Like he didn't. And well, and, <clears throat> and he Chewy, says. He says what things or what, what, what means you or what. Oh, Those are kind of words. <laughs> <laughs> he says. Uh, what? How do you seem to think that he's going to cha- transform the company? Well, he already had. That's what I'm pointing out. I'm like they're debt free, and he's like, he, yeah, because he they. He's like, yeah, because they took advantage of a bunch of redditors who came in and propped up the company. And I'm like, that doesn't matter. Honestly, they took advantage of a situation. They're debt free. They have a billion dollars in their pocket. They've obviously made a shift to e-commerce. Their executives are all alumni from e-commerce businesses. Like Amazon, mainly they're, Amazon, they're mostly That's, Amazon. I, I want to say they've brought on like four. Or yeah, five. like ninety percent of their executives are 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 former Amazon executives, and then their chairman, their or the the chairman of the board, Ryan Cohen, who founded Chewy, took on Amazon and the pet products e-commerce uh, line of things. The majority majority of the board is refreshed, and a lot of them also e-commerce alumni, people who come from e-commerce backgrounds. The uh, and then and he, and he, I'm like it, it, and then and he then brought I them asked, all on without even having it, or saying all right you're gonna get a paycheck and then I said this I said this to him I said I said well what do you think what do you think about the fact that the entire exactly the entirety of the board has decided in in their compensation package to elect to not receive cash but instead take shares of the company at current market value which leads me to believe that they believe. It will trade for at least exactly what it is now, right? Because otherwise, why not take the two hundred thousand dollars? So you could you can either have two hundred thousand dollars. And he cash said, "This right is there. this is what his response was." He's like, "Well, 
well, they, they, they've, they, they've got a really great PR. They, they've got a really great PR team. They know what to say. I'm like, that's not, it has nothing to do that's with That's not it. PR. That's not public. That's, 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 that's the board. That's someone's financial life. Yeah. Deciding that you're messing what with. To, yeah. If you decide, all right, you can have $200,000 cash or you can have $200,000 at current stock price. And if that yeah. current stock price rises, you make more than two hundred thousand dollars. The same yeah. exact knowledge or the same exact method of my business is if I rise as a company, mm-hmm. then that means my company is rising. My employees yeah. are rising. If I'm well, rising, all boats are rising. Here's the thing: it's not entirely unreasonable or uncommon for a compensation package for boards to consist of. Uh, to consist partially of shares, oh, it gives sure. them an incentive to for the company to do well. Exactly, but it's rare that it's a hundred percent just shares and no right. cash salary. I mean, Ryan, my brother-in-law, <clears throat> he works for Amazon mm-hmm. uh, in the HR department, and when he became a manager, they his first management position, they gave him a share of Amazon, mm-hmm. and each time he's moved up, he's gotten more shares, which. Uh, has really, in a lot of cases, benefited his thought process of how he's going to treat Amazon and how yeah. he's going. Well, and I found I found in in my in my business that the uh, the employees that tend to care the most are ones that have uh, some form of profit sharing of some kind that bases you know percentage wise off of how well the company does. Then they, except for your business partner, that. <clears throat> Yeah, took well, you for a ride. Well, but in that was that was that was completely unrelated to the fact that because uh, he he definitely had skin in the game and definitely did care about the company more so than most of the employees who only got paid hourly and didn't care what the company's money went to. Um, that was an entirely unrelated issue that had to do with an addiction of gambling and stuff. But <clears throat> um, in the in the sense of like you know if. He, he would be concerned if our if our mechanics were burning through brake cleaner for absolutely no reason, and that's because you know if we spent more money, then there was less profits, which meant less money in his pocket. Sure. So you have some skin in the game, but when it comes to these the board the board of directors for GameStop, they have like it's their compensation is uh, all skin in the game. Like they're hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, there's no. There's Here's nothing the, like, that's not in the game. If at GameStop that point. goes back to thirty or forty dollars a share, they lose tons of money. Like they they just received two hundred thousand dollars worth of shares over the average share price for thirty days leading up to the annual shareholder meeting. And like which, you like you said uh, the other day when we were talking, they have to hang on to in their contract. They have to hang on to it for at least a year. They can't sell it. Yeah. So <clears throat> if they uh, don't do a good job and it drops back down to uh, under the 200 a share or whatever it was whenever mm-hmm. June 9th hit, then uh, it's kind of a bad move on their yeah, part. It but. is. And that's why, that's why like that evidence should be enough to convince you. By the way, this is, this, yeah, I think I mentioned it's a friend of mine from back in, uh, who still lives in Virginia. Um, <clears throat> not the not the one mutual friend of ours that would probably have the exact same junk to say. It's so frustrating because it like makes me like what like frustrating a, to it's, me. It's like it's it's gaslighting. It, it's exactly yeah. It is gaslighting. It's making me question my own sanity, and I'm like, wait a second, no, no, of course, 
of course I'm right. What's like, I'm frustrating to me more than anything <clears throat> is the one that's our mutual friend. Yeah. That he decided to take a loan out mm-hmm. to do stocks. And yet at the same time, <laughs> I almost spit, spit my water out of my nose. He's trying to give us financial advice. Whatever you said with the, the straightest face when he took a look to do stocks. <laughs> it just That's, boggles my mind how that do you, you're going to give so, me financial how advice. Do you, how do you make all of your money? How did you become so wealthy? Well, you know, I do stocks. <laughs> what? <laughs> you're going to give me financial advice and you took a loan out. I do. <laughs> what are you doing? I do stocks. Yeah, that is that is dumb. Uh, also, also the 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 um, that is the dumbest idea I've the, ever heard. I don't know if I told you this or not, but his wife found out about that the same time I did. <clears throat> um, she was she was unaware uh, that he had taken a loan out. Um, uh, she was unaware that he had taken taking a loan out on their car that was paid off. Uh, he, she she was finding that out at the same time I was. Oh. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> ouch is right. You said that. He actually hit his knee, but it worked. <laughs> no, I, I was actually referring to the uh, conversation. Oh, okay. Not, not yeah. clocking my funny bone on my knee. I didn't know you had one of those. <laughs> yeah. Just now. <laughs> <laughs> you learn something new every day. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. Uh, oh no! We I, I I saw you I, get to laughing, and I I just can't. I saw you winding up for that cough, and then I I went my, my <laughs> I I went for the wrong volume knob, and instead I just went to turn down your headphones instead of your mic. <clears throat> um, I, I tried, folks. I, I kind of sort of got it. Um, yeah, no, it's it's just a little frustrating because it's like it, it goes to show you how well. The propaganda system in our country works. Oh yeah, it, it works so phenomenal because these are people. These people that I'm having these conversations with, these are people that I that I would have prior to these conversations honestly respected their intelligence and like and respected their opinion. Um, but it was. It's just I don't. It, it's it's crazy how well how much someone can be um, uh, brainwashed. Just mm-hmm. by these these crazy news are, and they just believe it. They just take it at face value without doing any investigation on their own. It is time, however, to uh, wrap this up. Uh, yep. Because we've got a we got loud munchkins running around now. We, we are now recording in front of a live studio audience, and uh, that's that's that means it's time to uh, shut her down. So, until the next time, we will talk at you folks later. <laughs> <laughs>